The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. The Biden administration seems terrified that Iran already has nukes. Already. And we've been saying it for a long time. I believe Iran does already have nukes. I've said that for a long, long time. But I've never seen America act in a way that makes me think they are they are convinced that Iran has nukes in a way that they're actually scared. And the Biden administration really seems to be terrified. It's the only way I was, I was trying to ponder, why is America acting so weak? Now, I know Joe Biden's been bought off by the Communist Party of China. I know that uh, they're for a one world government. I understand that they're working to ruin America from within. At the same time, when you're facing real threats and our military sees these real threats, you still have people that have to want to protect this country. And they're acting like they are really, really terrified that Iran already has nukes. And, well, let me just get into some of the clips that I have, and it'll help set this up a little bit better. Grant Stinchfield talking about all this stuff, what's going on in the Middle East and showing Joe Biden and things are just getting strange, but I think I can clarify it a little better for a lot of you who find it strange as well. So take a look. What, what, do, you, what do you make of the attacks between Iran and Pakistan? As you can see, Iran is not particularly well liked in the region. Yeah. And uh, where, where that goes, we're working on now. I don't know where that goes. So basically what he's saying is he's confused. Thanks for the insight. Iran is not well liked in the in the region. Well, that is unless you're China, Russia, or North Korea, then you love Iran. Everybody else doesn't like them. So what do we do? I'm at the point where these Houthis need to be taken out, and you need to hit them hard. And as I've been calling from the very beginning, we should be hitting Iran very hard. Oil refineries, nuclear installations, and we make sure we're sanctioning. Any port that takes Iranian oil in, they get harsh sanctions from the United States. It would stop them. We're not really doing anything. We're half-assing it, quite frankly. Well, joining me now, former intelligence operations officer and president of Project Sentinel, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is back with us. Colonel, great to have you back on. Good to be be back with you. Thank you. Colonel, what should we be doing with the Houthis and Iran right now? Well, you gave the actual solutions. Just the, the policy is to fail, Grant. We know that. Look, uh, to your point, we have refunded the Iranian terror effort by allowing for sanctions to be waived for the $30 billion sale of oil to our adversaries, China and others, from Iran. We've released uh, $6 billion of assets for them to use. 
And somehow, uh, even with the Pentagon today stating flat out that the hand of Iran, and I'm quoting here, the hand of Iran, we know the hand of Iran is behind every one of the uh, uh, groups attacking us right now in the Middle East. This is the Pentagon, this isn't a conspiracy theory. So uh, what we see is reinforcement and investment in failure by the Biden White House. And Okay, the Pentagon is confirming that Iran's behind all of this. The Pentagon also knows that if we got really aggressive, and they'll talk about that in a second, we could end these threats with the snap of our fingers. You, the one thing uh, I would say the Biden administration still cares about is economics. In, in Well, they're trying to bring America down. It's really hard to say, but they still want money. It's always, always about money and power. And with the shipping lanes, and we could take care of this. They are acting like they are more terrified that Iran doesn't just have or just barely has nuclear capabilities. Iran's aggressiveness towards Pakistan tells me that Iran feels confident they have multiple, multiple, multiple nukes because they're taking on another nuclear power. They're not afraid of Pakistan all of a sudden. And I think they know Pakistan would be saying, Iran has nukes. And like North Korea, when they had nuclear capability, which I think they helped together work together, North Korea and Iran. And I think a lot of that nuclear testing in North Korea was actually for Iran. I think you saw North Korea get super aggressive. Like now we're the tough guy. Iran is acting like the tough guy. But what's horrible is, is our administration is acting like we can't push them because we don't know what they will do. They really might blow up Washington, D.C. That's all they'd care about. They really might blow us up where we actually go to work. That's the only way I could see them ever being concerned. At the same time, there's a blindness. At the same time, they wanted Iran to develop the nukes. At the same time, they don't like Israel, but they have to pretend like they're for Israel when they're really actively trying to get Israel to back down from what it's doing. You have the United States trying to get Israel to back down. Israel can't back down. They can't ever let Hamas return to Gaza. That ain't ever happening again, folks. You have to understand history has moved on. That's never happening again. So there's some things that have happened in the world where I look at it and think, okay, this is a major, major change and there is no going back. And I think our Pentagon knows somewhat, well, there's no going back in Israel. And if we push forward, what's Iran going to do? Remember, Iran has a religious belief of if we die in jihad, we go to heaven. It's their only guarantee to go to heaven is to die during jihad. They want to die during a jihad. So they would love it to go to war and die during a war than not to go to war and die. So you have that psychological aspect. Our, our military understands this. The Pentagon understands this. And I'm looking at this and I'm, we are incompetent. Our leadership is incompetent. 
But it's amazing to look at, we look scared. Not us, per se, the American people. The American people don't even seem to be interested. The American people are yawning like nothing will ever happen to us. America's a queen. It sits as a queen. It will never see mourning. It's too rich. It's been too powerful for too long. That's really the American people's attitude. They're not really paying that much attention as a whole. But our military's not. Our military's attitude looks nervous, scared, afraid to do one wrong move and cause World War III to break out. In some aspects, they're right on that. One, I've been warning people, the Biden administration put us in this situation where once you get into it, one bad move can cause World War III to happen. All right, let's, let's go back to their conversation, though, on Grant Stinsfield tonight. And frankly, disrespect to our military who are now standing in harm's way. Think about this. Yeah. Over the weekend, we had Erbil overwhelmed. Uh, the actual defenses overwhelmed to the point of where we had traumatic brain injury, which, according to John Kirby, no big deal. You know, let me tell you, Grant, I've been under fire. When you're being shot at, it's a big deal. And for for yeah. for the White House, via John Kirby, to be so dismissive of the honorable service of the men and women in uniform is beyond uh, incomprehensible to the point of, I think, downright, uh, dare I say, treason by the yeah. fact that the White House just doesn't care. Uh, I'll remind everybody that John Kirby somehow got an admiral title. This guy's nowhere near close to being an admiral, but politics in play. Uh, you know, he did whatever he needs to do. He'll say whatever he needs to say to get ahead. Go figure he's in the Biden administration now. I'd like to ask you, Colonel Schaefer. Sure. What would you recommend the military to do? Because I'm getting all kinds of excuses that, oh, well, we can't hit the Houthis here. We can't do that. They continue to threaten the United States. They say, if you keep up attacks on us, we're going to keep up attacks on you. How do we hit them, hit them hard? Is it possible to take out the Houthis for good? It is. Uh, 12% of all commerce goes through the Red Sea and in the region we're talking about. And that's been cut in half already. That that harms uh, our allies, the British. The British are now with us on this. It harms our uh, allies, the Egyptians, because it takes revenue away from the Suez Canal. So Grant, the answer is, if you decide to take out the Houthi, we could do it within 48 hours. We would be able to hit their leadership, be able to hit all their, their supplies. And by the way, get this. Uh, there's a U.N. charter that says we, the U.S. military and the Saudis, have the right to get rid of the Houthi because they deposed the, the elected government of Yemen. Nobody talks about the fact that that the U.N. actually approved, Grant, the uh, our, our Saudi allies to go in and get rid of the Houthi. And they were doing that under the Trump administration. And now they're not because the Biden administration decided the policy is to enable Every group that supports the Iran mullahs to come after us, and it's going to impact yeah. badly on on the global commerce. And just it's probably already is. We just haven't figured it out yet. That's amazing that 48 hours we could do it, and yet we pussyfoot around these terrorists and let them threaten us. It's, it's now think about that. 48 hours it could be done, and I I believe that's true. So there has to be a reason why we don't, and the reason is Iran is a lot further along and has a lot more nuclear weapon capability that we, uh, our government has disclosed. It's the only thing that makes sense. And that with this incompetent chain of command, 
and the incompetence that is in all of the Biden administration and the woke military and how they got rid of a lot of our great military men uh, and they use COVID to get rid of a lot of our great military men and none of the people that would be great military men and women None of them want to sign up for our military and serve under the Biden administration. So you're not getting good ones coming in. I'm sure there are some, but for the most part, a lot of the good ones have said, I'm done. They've grown up in military families and they're not going to continue the tradition of serving in the military. All of that has reached to this moment where you have people who are scared in our military, in the Pentagon, who don't know what to do, and they they don't know what the right move is. They are dazed and confused of what to do because they know, okay, they do it, and we get super aggressive. Their biggest fear is somehow that triggers Iran to launch nukes. It's more than that. It makes me think they ha- Iran has nukes in place. That's what it makes me think. Or they also know Russia's working with Iran and they know Russia definitely has everything in place and ready to go. But maybe we have intelligence that Iran has some stuff off our coasts right now in a tanker ship, a shipping, a cargo ship that who knows? And if they have that kind of intel, they're... That's why they'd be tap dancing. How do we take care of the situation without causing a surprise attack? Oh, that's the way it's coming across to me. Then I want to give you another show. Frank Gaffney securing America had Sam Faddis on, and they were talking about similar stuff about the similar situation in Pakistan and Iran and about the nuclear powers. And how it it really is indicating that Iran has nukes already. Take a listen. Right. Well, as you noted, the Iranians fired ballistic missiles onto Pakistani soil. They also did this. By the way, they fired ballistic missiles into Iraq a few days ago. What we see are these guys that are increasingly aggressive. There are big concerns here. We can talk about another time about where exactly Pakistan stands, because it's kind of a feeling here that Pakistan's coming apart at the seams and. And that's and that's bad news. But the the U.N. of all people, I can't believe that I'm touting the U.N. because they're usually bringing up the rear is sounding the alarm repeatedly that, you know, hey, guys, it's not the Iranians might get nuclear weapons. It's that they're at least functionally there. There is no threshold anymore. And we really don't know for sure. They don't already have nuclear weapons. And if you take that and you overlay that looking at what they're doing firing missiles into Iraq and Pakistan the aggressive nature of what's happening in the Red Sea with the Houthis the fact the Iranians are not backing down if you throw into the equation the possibility that the Ayatollahs know we have nukes not we could get nukes or we're about to get nukes but we have functioning nuclear weapons with delivery vehicles all of a sudden some of that behavior starts to make sense. This is what people refer to as the North Korean option, where the North Koreans have nuclear weapons and therefore they feel 
the U.S. will really think twice about doing anything to us because we can nuke Japan. We can nuke South Korea. That's exactly right. And I think that's exactly what's happening. And folks, I always would tell you this, and I'll say it again. Why does Iran want nuclear weapons? You, you got to ask these questions. And, I, and maybe the people at the Pentagon, for the first time in their life, actually realize what I've been saying for years. Iran doesn't want nuclear weapons to attack Israel. Okay? It is a holy site for them. They will never nuke Jerusalem. You really think Iran's going to nuke the Dome of the Rock? Do you think those radical, these are radical believers in Islam. They're not going to nuke the Dome of the Rock when they feel that their God can give them the Dome of the Rock if they push Israel into the sea using their own military force. It's just America is in the way. They wanted, and they've said it for years, we have to get rid of the great Satan America. Once we do that, then we will get the little Satan, Israel. So the only purpose of nuclear weapons in Iran's hands, the only purpose they've ever wanted it for is to use on American soil. That is not me making it up. That's not me fear-mongering. That's Iran has said it for years. They want nukes so they can get rid of the great Satan America. And I think now that they fully have them, the Pentagon, instead of always brushing it off, it clicked. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Iran, they actually have nukes and they're not going to use that on Israel. They're going to use that on us. How do we get Iran to back down? Now I'm scared. I don't know how to go after Iran because Iran can hit us. That's what I think is going on. A little more from Sam Faddis. Maybe in the near future, we can nuke the United States. Maybe, maybe already they can nuke the United States. So this is, I mean, as I say, the UN, I can't believe, again, I'm saying this, but the UN is leading the charge saying, uh, wake up people. They, they, they may in fact already be a nuclear power with nuclear weapons. Well, that may also explain why they feel that they can act against another nuclear power, uh, namely uh, Pakistan, um, enabled to get the bomb and to sell it to others, by the way, by uh, their Chinese shared uh, liege lords, uh, Xi Jinping specifically. Um, so uh, you mentioned, and we've talked about this before, Sam, that the Taliban of Afghanistan, until recently a, a project of uh, the ISI, the T Intelligence Service of uh, Pakistan, has now set its sights on bringing down the government of Pakistan. Um, is that the coming apart of the seams you're referring to? And, and how does that play into this business with Baluchistan and uh, Iran? Well, I, I mean, the Pakistanis have played with fire and tried to play both ends against the middle for a long time, as we know. Okay. The sort of chickens are coming home to, to, to roost here, you know, to mix a bunch of metaphors. I mean, they, 
they, their own military and their own security services are filled with folks who are ideologically jihadists. Um, their economy is a disaster. Uh, they're now having a terrorist super state next door, the Taliban actively working with the Pakistani Taliban. You know, we, we've talked about Pakistan being a basket case for a long time, but you know, now are we seeing that completely come apart? now um with a lot of nuclear weapons sloshing around in the mix that's right and will they sell those nuclear weapons to terrorist organizations how will they be used i've always been amazed for years when i i remember when the the first gulf war i think and they were, we were talking about terrorist cells and why we were in there, we're going after wherever the terrorist groups will be. And we went and invaded Iraq and all that stuff. And during that time, they were saying that we're worried about, you know, a Muslim group eventually developing or getting access to nuclear weapons. And then you would hear that a Muslim nation called Pakistan already has nuclear weapons. So... It, uh, that used to always baffle me at the time of thinking, well, if it's such a huge threat and if Islam really wanted to, they could just go to Pakistan and get nuclear weapons and buy it from them. If someone had enough money and enough, nego uh, if they were really intending it at that time, way back then. So I've always been amazed that Pakistan has been able to have be a nuclear power for this many years and nothing ever really happened. But now Things are ramping up and things are happening. It is, it is telling me that there is much more intelligence out there about Iran and Russia and nuclear weapons being in position for our government to be acting this way. We are tiptoeing, tiptoeing. And if we're tiptoeing, they're never going to tell you. You think they're going to put out in a news report? Yeah, Iran seems to have uh, put some nuclear bombs in position to strike America, even if they knew it. I don't think they know that. Even if they did, we would never be told that. This, this, this situation that the Biden administration has put us in, they've brought us on the brink of World War III. You've got to get right with God. You've got to get yourself right. You've got to ask God to protect you through whatever is about to happen. Things are not going to de-escalate. Well, there's no indication of de-escalation. Every day it escalates a little bit more. And I don't think that's going to change. So, folks, remember this. It'll be the most important thing you will ever hear if you believe it today. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. You have to repent of your sins, accept him as your Savior, and get right with God. I love you guys. See ya! Hey guys, don't forget to like and subscribe to my dad's channel, otherwise you'll buy them and come in the closet and sniff here. Hey guys, Conversations That Matter is a show hosted by Alex Newman at thenewamerican.com. 
This is where he has conversations with a whole bunch of people in interview form. And these conversations are dealing with people that the mainstream media really doesn't want you to hear from. But Alex Newman will interview them and you'll get to hear from them. And these are things that could actually save your life or save our liberty as well. So check out Conversations That Matter at TheNewAmerican.com.